the Money Pit is presented by Quicken Loans, Lumber Liquidators, Tufton Needle, and Home Advisor. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Podcast. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Thank you so much for joining us on this hour of the program. If you've got a to-do on your list and it has to do with your house, your home, your castle, you're in exactly the right place because that's on our list too. Our to-do is to help you get the projects done, whether it's home repair, home remodeling, new construction, decor, painting, fix a squeak or a leak, whatever's on that list. We'd love to chat with you about it, help you get the project done. You got to help yourself first though, by calling us at 888-MONEYPIT or posting your question to the Money Pit's community page at moneypit.com. Coming up on today's show, you drink it, you cook with it, and you bathe in it, but are you sure it's safe? We're talking about tap water. It can be deceiving because it looks and tastes harmless even when it's not, which is why it's a really good idea to test it to find out. We'll tell you how to get the right test done so you'll know what you're drinking. And also ahead this hour, you know, there are many things that are built in factories, but houses really aren't one of the things that comes to your mind. We're going to take a look at today's factory-built homes and dig into why they're becoming popular as a way to quickly build a very energy-efficient home. And wood floors are beautiful, but they're not always the best choice in damp locations like bathrooms and laundry rooms or basements. We're going to have an overview of all the new products that will work in just a bit. But our first priority is you. What's your question? What are you working on? We're here to lend a hand. Give us a call right now. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Tim in Tennessee is on the line and is noticing some mysterious spots on the floor. What's going on? Yeah, I picked up a place this past summer, and um, there's some dark spots uh, scattered throughout the on the floor, on a wood floor. And uh, wondering if there was some way to deal with that without uh, having to uh, take off the top layer and, and uh, redo it. So spots on the wood floor? Yes. Do, we, do you have any idea what caused the spots, Tim? Um, I know the house was uh, empty for a period of time. I'm not sure exactly how long, but my guess is uh, in Tennessee, the humidity, there may have been moisture gathered on the floor. And is this floor finished? Yes, it's, it was finished. Yeah. So it's a finished hardwood floor then? Yeah, it, it looks to me uh, kind of like a maple maybe. Okay. So I don't think there's there's not likely anything you can do to remove that from a cleaning perspective. It really is probably time for it to be professionally sanded and refinished. All right. And I, and I think that you want to do that professionally because to rent the equipment that's necessary for that, and if you don't do it every day, it's easy to make a mistake. There is a machine called a USAN machine that you could rent that, that, that would not damage your floor, but the thing is it's not going to take off that much of the finish, and I'm concerned that it may not take off enough to get past those black marks. Okay. All right. And uh, one situation that I have found uh, going through the, the big box stores is uh, uh, the finish requires, it says to require it to be sanded to a 220, and I can't find anything finer than a 120 to go on these machines. Well, where you rent these machines, they typically will also provide the sandpaper. Yeah, I just, I haven't seen anything finer than 120. Well, 220 is awfully fine for a floor. I, I think you probably, with a floor, especially a hardwood floor, you're going to want use one, one that's a lot, um, that, that's poor closer to that uh, 120 to 150 area. All right. Well, thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Pit. Kathy in Arkansas is on the line and has a question about potentially having radon in the home. Tell us what's going on and why you might think this. I, I built a house about two years ago on the slab, and I always hear a lot about radon lately for some reason. Is that a, a potential hazard on a slab home, or is that only where you have, like, 
uh, crawl spaces. I just, I don't know how that works. So it's technically possible that you could have radon in a house that's slab on grade. Radon is a, is a, a gas that's in the soil. And if it uh, builds up to a point where it's over four picocuries per liter of air, that's the measure of radon, then you would take some action to reduce it in your house. Typically, if your house is on a basement or a crawl space, well, your house is on a basement, it's probably at the highest risk uh, because it can come directly through the walls and get into that space and up into the house. Crawl space is not so much because it's very well ventilated. Slab-on-grade homes can have a radon level if the radon is very, very high in the soil. Now, the only way to know is with a radon test. Fortunately, it's pretty easy and inexpensive to do. You pick up a radon testing canister. You can buy one at a home center or you certainly can order one online. You would place this canister in your home for a period of around two to six days. Then after that exposure period, you would seal it back up, ship it off to the lab. They would read it and tell you what your radon levels are. And based on that information, you could either do further testing or, or talk to a radon mitigator about getting it resolved. So that's the that's basically the, the long and the short of it. Um, Slab-on-grade houses don't have as high a risk as a basement house, um, but it is technically possible for them to have elevated levels. Wow. I just wondered how it could get through the cement from the dirt. Yeah, it finds a way. Wow. <laughs> All right. Okay. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Thank you. You are listening to the Money Pit presented by HomeAdvisor.com, where you can find top rated home pros you can trust. Call in your home repair or your home improvement question 24 7 at 1 888 Money Pit. 888 666 3974. Up next, even if you drink purified or bottled water, we still use tap water to cook, bathe, and clean. We're going to have some tips on how to find out if your tap water is clean and safe next. You live in a body pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get socked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. The Money Pit is presented by HomeAdvisor. Find trusted home improvement pros for any project at HomeAdvisor.com. Making good homes better, this is The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey, this time of year, we're all looking for that extra sleep to get ourselves ready for the spring season. Well, lucky for you guys, because The Money Pit's Good Night Sleep Sweepstakes, presented by Tuft & Needle, is going on right now at MoneyPit.com. Tuft & Needle make the most comfortable mattresses on the Internet, and we know because we each have them in our houses. 
Definitely. There's over $4,000 in prizes, including your choice of a tough-to-needle mattress plus pillows and sheets. Enter today at moneypit.com. And hey, if you've got a decor or home improvement question, we are ready to take it right now. You can call in your question at one eight 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 Money Pit, presented by Home Advisor. All right, heading over to North Carolina, where John's got a question about insulation. How can we help you? Hey, so this is just a follow up question to what I had for y'all before. I called in about um, spray and foam, and um, y'all said that you know um, for it, for your house, the eighteen I think eighteen ninety six home or something. Older yeah, eighteen ninety six. Yeah, good foam. memory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for that for that house, oh, you said you had the spray. What I was just wondering was, um, I talked a little bit more to. Um, the um the uh, person that wants to do the work on my house and they said there was two different types of uh, uh, closed cell and open cell and I just didn't know um I was wondering if you if you knew what was in your house if it was open or closed cell and if there was one that was better than the other I guess that was pretty much my main question well closed cell spray foam can be applied at a lower temperature as low as uh, I think about five degrees it's also a stronger foam so sometimes if you're concerned about shift in a wall what's called the racking strength. You use a closed cell. It's also got a higher R value per inch, so it's a little more energy okay. efficient, um, and it's resistant to vapor transfer, so as lower vapor permanence, it's called. Um, it okay. also can reject, reject any water, like in leaks. It's not really damaged by that. Uh, open cell spray foam is at a significantly lower cost than closed cell, uh, and you can get a greater R value if you're not restricted by space. In other words, if you got room for the, sp- the, sp- the stuff to expand. Um, okay. So, that, but it's a little more of a hydrophobic material, and it's going to also be a good air barrier and an insulating material as well. So those are kind of the differences. It really depends on okay. what you're trying to achieve. I think in my home, I have both. Um, I think I have okay. closed cell down in the crawl space where there's more potential moisture and open cell uh, up in the attic space. Okay, yeah, that's awesome. I, I really appreciate you all letting me call in again to um, ask a follow-up question. I love your program. So thank you so much for calling me, guys. All right, take care. Good luck with that project. Well, we're fortunate here in the United States to have some of the cleanest drinking water in the world, but that doesn't guarantee that your water is safe. Water contamination, it can't be seen, smelled, or tasted, but it's easy to find out for sure because you can easily test your tap water. Start by contacting your water provider. They're required by law to make tests available to consumers, and these reports can detail the results of the water testing done in your area. Now, even if the results come back clean, you want to note the testing date because if it's been more than a year or so, you might want to take a few more steps to make sure your water is still safe. That's right. Next, you can hire an independent certified lab to test your tap periodically. Now, this can be done for as little as $30 and covers threats ranging from lead to pesticides to bacteria and even radon. And there's also a number of do-it-yourself kits out there, but be cautious if the free kit comes with a hard-charging salesman. That's not the best way to really learn what's in your water because the testing company has an option obvious conflict of interest. They want your money. Absolutely. Now, if contaminants are found, you want to treat the water as necessary. And the good news is that there is an incredible range of water treatment products out there from something as simple as a filter pitcher to whole house systems that are installed with the main valve where the water first comes into the house and covers everything from that point forward. June in Alaska's on the line with a question about tiles cracking on the floor. How can we help you today? I was listening to your wonderful program, and um, when you got to the part about the in-floor heat, the um, we have a lot of that 
here in our area, the uh, in-floor heating, yes. and I love it. However, our home is only 10 years old. It's, it's, you know, it's fairly new, but I've noticed my bathroom floors, they have ceramic tile, Okay. and we have some hairline cracks in them. Mm, yeah. But I thought, when, okay, I'm going to replace them. But right. when I do that, uh, I want to know how to have the people do it properly. Right. So that doesn't happen so, again. Yeah, so I think you may have heard us talking to the representative from Schluter Systems. You're referring to the uh, the remote show that I did up in Newton, Massachusetts with all of the guys at this old house. And we were talking about one of the products they put in, which is a product called Detra. And Detra is a membrane that goes under tile, and it does just that. It prevents cracking. But now they have Detra where they've combined it with a heating system. So you can have an electric floor underneath your tile, and you know that the tile is going to be both warm and it will not crack. So it's uh-huh. a really cool product, very effective, and I really hate to get the calls from folks that are asking me how to stop the floors from cracking because there's no easy answer. It's just it's happening because the floor wasn't put down correctly to begin with. But now uh, you can put down this Dietra product with the heating system built in. There's a Wi-Fi thermostat that's available for it, and you've got all the parts in, in one place. So I would cool. definitely encourage you to look into that uh, when you're ready to do the floor. Just look for those Schluter systems uh, their website, and it's pretty obvious. It's called Detra Heat. They've been making products for pros that, that install tile for a long, long time, and that's okay. why the guys at this old house use them for so many of those critical bathroom projects there. All right, June, good luck with that project. Love your program. Well, thank you very much. Now we've got Joe in Michigan who's dealing with a gutter issue. Tell us what's going on. Hey, this this roof I need some help with, uh, I bought the house about eight years ago. It's got a good roof on it, but but it appears that they tried to save some money and have somebody do it. And what the problem is, is the shingles don't come out far enough from the top of the roof to get into the gutters. And there's a metal strip that goes along right at the bottom edge of the of the roof. And from what I see, it almost looks as though it's turned around backwards, as though if it was put in properly, it would extend out further to help get the water towards the gutters or into the gutters. Hmm, okay. So what the mess I've got now is I've got all this water that's that's hitting some spots in the gutter properly and others not, and I've tried to push the gutters and tap the gutters back up as far against the fascia as I can, and I'm still getting water through there, and it, it's frustrating. Well, the metal strip is throwing me a little bit. Now, typically, um, at the edge of the fascia, you'd have something called a drip edge, which is sort of like a, a right-angle piece of trim that goes over the front of the fascia and up under the roof, and it's at a 90-degree angle. Is that kind of what you're seeing or not? I, I had them install some aluminum over the fascia board, um, but I don't think that's what you're talking about. It's, it's, it is a channel of sorts, but it's, it's right on the top the lip of the roof. If I'm explaining this right, you know where, where they first start putting the, the shingles on and then they start moving up forward. It's like right, right at that edge. There's a, there's metal. Are the shingles resting on top of the metal? Yes. Regardless, the solution here is the same. What you need to do is to extend those roof shingles into the gutter. So because there's not a magic potion that will do that. The way to fix this is to get a flat bar 
and that's a very uh, thin pry bar, and you're lifting up the edges of those shingles at the bottom of the roof edge, and you're going to slip underneath some flashing. And the flashing that you would use is probably just aluminum roll flashing, maybe 6-inch or 8-inch wide flashing. And the easiest way to do this is in small pieces because it becomes too hard to handle when you have a long piece. And you run the flashing up under the roof shingles, and you make sure it extends past the roof shingles and lays into the top of the gutters. So essentially what you're doing is creating a bridge to make up the distance between where the shingle ended and where it really should have ended, which is at the edge of the gutter. And this way, when the water comes down the roof, it will drop from the shingle to the flashing to the gutter. Does that make sense? Absolutely, and that that sounds like uh, something I can do, so... I appreciate you, and we'll give that a shot. Sharani in Colorado's on the line has a question about mold. What can we do for you today? The pipes have broken inside the walls, and we fixed the pipes and everything. Now we got this problem with the mildew and the mold. So we have we want to know what's the best way to treat it. Yeah, you know, first of all, when that happened, did you uh, file a claim with your homeowner's insurance company? No, we just got the house. We got it as is, so we're fixing oh. it before we move oh. in. Oh, okay, got it, got it, got it. Okay, well... Is it a lot of mold or is it a little bit of mold? A lot. We're ripping out drywall, and as we rip it out, we're finding more. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, this is generally not a do-it-yourself project because when you have a lot of mold, you can contaminate parts of the house with this. I really think this is the kind of thing that you want to stop and get some professional help with, Sharani, because if you release all those mold spores into the air, you potentially could be causing a bigger problem. I mean, generally... When you have that that much mold, you say a lot of mold, you have to be careful about how you take that apart. What you generally do is you depressurize the house, you put fans in the house so that it pulls uh, the air out as you're breaking out that the drywall and so on, and flushes all of those mold spores to the outside, and then all of the framing gets sprayed down so that you kill anything that's left behind, you get it good and dry, and then you re-insulate and re-drywall. But it's a pretty big job, and when you have a lot of mold like that, you can be exposing yourself to that mold, and that could make you sick. So I would say to proceed very cautiously when you're trying to rebuild a house that's got heavy mold damage. It's uh, it's not an easy problem to resolve. Okay. So good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Tony in Iowa is having a hot and cold water situation. What's going on? Well, I've got an electric water heater. And the, the main feed that comes in from, from the city that goes into my uh, electric water heater is the cold line. But, yeah, I get cold water to come out of my faucets and everything, but that cold water line up around through the, up around through the uh, water heater there, it's hot, the, the line when I touch it. And I'm just curious what's going on with that. So you have an electric water heater, and that's going to be fed by a cold water line, and it's going to go through the water heater and come out as a hot water line. That's correct. Okay, and so what's the problem? So far, it's normal. The, the water line that goes into the water heater, the cold water? yes. Yep. That line is hot. Well, some of the heat from the water heater can be working its way back up the pipe. So you may be feeling some conductive heat that comes from the hot water in the water heater itself could be making that pipe warm. But if you go farther down the line, you're going to feel that it's cold again. It goes in cold and comes out hot, but the fitting right around the top might feel like it's a bit warm 
but that's only because of the conductive heat of the water in the water heater coming back up the metal pipe. Okay, that alleviates my concerns then. All right, thanks so much for calling the Money Pit. Just ahead, there are many things built in factories, but houses really aren't the one thing that comes to mind. Coming up, we'll take a look at today's factory-built homes and dig into why they're becoming more and more popular as a way to quickly build a very energy-efficient home. Kevin O'Connor of This Old House will be by to explain. And today's episode of This Old House on the Money Pit is brought to you by Lumber Liquidators. Lumber Liquidators, hardwood floors for less. We'll be back with that tip and much more after this. On the Money Pit Radio Show. Pick up the telephone. Fix up your home, sweet home. By calling 888-MONEY-PIT. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. The Money Pit is presented by Tuft & Needle, makers of the Internet's most comfortable mattress. Want to win a Tuft & Needle mattress, pillows, and sheets worth up to $1,000 for your home? Enter the Money Pit Goodnight Sleep Sweepstakes today at MoneyPit.com. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey, what's your how-to or decor question? Call it in right now at one Money Pit. presented by HomeAdvisor. They make it fast and easy to find top-rated home pros you can trust for any home project. Brian in Texas, you've got the money, but how can we help you today? Hi, uh, we have a house that's about a year and a half old, and it has a in the upstairs has a game room, playroom area, you know. Mm-hmm. And got a two-year-old and a six-year-old, and so I'm trying and to lots think of, of stuff. trying to build, yeah, <laughs> yeah, lots of toys, you know. So I'm trying to think of like a seating area, bench, storage area. 
you know, suggestions, ideas. I mean, you're on the right track. I've done um, a ton of makeovers on $100 makeover with a similar situation where small kids, lots of stuff, multifunction rooms. You want it to look good. You want it to be practical, but you want to have a, you know, a place for everything and everything in its place. And, you know, if you're a handy guy, you can easily make a storage bench and it could be something as simple as, you know, a framed out box with one of those slowly closing hinged tops to protect the kitty's fingers, Um, you know, either painting it or wrapping it in fabric, padding the top and wrapping just the top, veneering the bottom. I mean, it depends on your skill level. And there are ways to, you know, even modify existing pieces that you might have. You know, maybe there is a bench or a piece of inexpensive furniture that you can find at one of those stores where you sort of put things together yourself and you can add baskets underneath. You know, it depends on what your skill set is and what kind of look you want for that space. I saw on some show, like, leaving it open, like using, like, two-by-fours or two-by-sixes, or would you suggest enclosing it? I feel like leaving things open only from my experience with my own son and people who I see how they live. Um, If it's closed up, it tends to be neater. And you can frame something, you know, build the box out of two by fours, clad it with MDF, dress it up a little bit with like one by three, make it almost look like it's paneled or something. Right. You know, give it some raised areas and recessed areas if you even want to go that far. You know, up to you. You can add in a baseboard to just sort of dress up the bottom. Paint that. Everything looks beautiful in glossy white or glossy black or a great chocolate brown. And then on the top, same thing, MDF top. You want to wrap it with some batting. You know, put some foam, wrap that in batting, wrap it with fabric, staple to the underside. And the key is the hinge. You have to get that hinge that slowly, slowly, slowly goes down, you know, because the kids are always going to get their hands and everything. Now, we have a corner area so should i just make it straight or should i make it like an l shape or what i think an l shape is really practical and what you can do is on the ends on both ends or just one you can sort of then build out an additional area that maybe has some open shelving on both ends to put some books awesome looks like i got a project to get started (laughs) it sounds like you do it's a good one all right well i appreciate it Well, when you think of a home being built, most of us picture the sights and sounds of carpenters, roofers, and other tradesmen building a home on a lot from the bottom up. But there's another way to build a house, and it happens usually far away from the site of the actual building itself. That's right. Modular or factory-built homes are becoming more and more popular these days, and for some very good reasons. With us to talk about that is Kevin O'Connor, the host of TV's This Old House. Welcome, Kevin. Great to be here, guys. Now, it seems that building a roof under the protected roof of a factory can make the entire home building process a lot more efficient, right? Yeah, I really think it can. And, you know, sometimes we call them modular homes. I often call them prefabricated homes. But whatever we call them, there are some efficiencies that you can get from building them in controlled environments. Think about this, right? I've heard studies that say that a typical home has over 40,000 individual parts, right? And the traditional way of doing this is by shipping all of these individual parts to an exposed job site, and they sit there for maybe six months out exposed to the weather in the mud. It's just the opposite when you do it with modular housing because you're building it in a factory. So you've got a controlled environment. These materials are never exposed to the weather, and neither are the workers, and that can lead to some significant efficiencies. No rain days. There. No rain days there at all. And I imagine you probably waste 
far less materials because you have access to so many and then they can re, re repurpose for the next project. Well, you know, a good builder who does it the traditional way, a stick built home on the job site, they can be very efficient. But generally speaking, I think you're right, Leslie. I mean, I think when it's in a factory and the materials are right there and it is very well controlled, you're going to have less waste because you're building many homes in one location. So anything that's left over from one project goes immediately to the next. It's not like you're building in one town and in two towns over which is the case when you do site building. And that makes it a very green process as well because you're really not leaving anything to go back into the environment. Less materials, less resources is always better for the environment, and it can actually save you some money too. And the quality control has got to be a lot better. I mean, let's face it, you're out on a job site, you know, you're working in very cold weather, for example, you're measuring out lumber, plus or minus a quarter or a half inch, sometimes that doesn't mean much in that environment. In a manufacturing sense, though, you're in a factory all that stuff can be pre-cut and perfectly accurate. One board is just the same exact length as the next if that's what it needs to be. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to suggest that you can't get a quality built home if it's built on the site, built by traditional methods. But I will say it is a lot easier to do it when you have a controlled environment um, and all of your workers are dry and all the materials are dry. And how does that affect construction time? Is it quicker if you go with a modular home or, you know, depending on the job of your contractor himself? does that sort of really impact how long it actually takes to build a home on site? I think it depends, but I think the general rule is it's faster when it's done in a factory. But here's the thing. Um, it's not so much about the total length of time. It's really the amount of time that you're on the job site um, because you can actually order up one of these modular homes long before you actually start prepping the site. And so you can coordinate those two that once the house is primarily built in the factory, you can actually deliver it and assemble it on site very quickly. Now, besides being uh, efficient uh, from a green sense in terms of not having any waste, these homes have to be more energy efficient. Well, a lot of energy efficiency comes from how tight we can make our homes. Now, we were working with a uh, with a prefabricated builder not that many years ago on this old house, and he was building the wall panels um, in the shop, and he was actually installing a gasket around the entire wall panel so that when it was brought to the job site and lowered down by crane, these wall panels were actually coming together with an airtight seal, both to themselves and also between where the wall panel panel hit the deck. That makes for a super tight house. And that kind of quality control can mean a more efficient house to operate. So is modular housing something that can be ordered for just a, a single house, or is it something that you're seeing more and more developers take on? Well, actually, I think we see more of it with developers, um, with these large-scale projects where they do it. I think it's uh, the individual one-off site-built homes for the residential market where it's not as common. Um, but as these efficiencies improve, as these techniques improve, I think more and more people are going to be ordering some level of a modular or prefabricated home. And just because it's prefab doesn't mean that you have any shortage of design possibilities, though. I think that's important to point out. No, not at all. I mean, there are hundreds, literally thousands of different models out there that you can choose from. And you can also design your own and have it just prefabricated in a factory before it gets to the job site. Kevin O'Connor, the host of TV's This Old House. Great advice. Thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Thank you for having me, guys. All right. You can catch the current season of This Old House and Ask This Old House on PBS. For your local listings and step-by-step videos on many projects, visit thisoldhouse.com. And This Old House and Ask This Old House are brought to you on PBS by GMC Trucks and SUVs. Just ahead, wood floors are beautiful, but they're not always the best choice in damp locations like bathrooms, laundry rooms, or basements. We'll have an overview of what will work next. You live in a body pit. 
Money Pit is presented by Home Advisor. Find trusted home improvement pros for any project at homeadvisor.com. Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey, you guys, are you looking for that perfect night's sleep? I know everybody sort of finds that good night's sleep rather elusive. It's like the giant squid on the Discovery Channel. Will they ever find it? But... A good night's sleep isn't very far away. At MoneyPit.com, we've got the good night's sleep sweepstakes. We are giving away over $4,000 in prizes in bedding, pillows, sheets, and a mattress from our favorite mattress maker, Tuft & Needle. You can enter once a day at MoneyPit.com and share the sweepstakes to earn bonus entries and increase your chance to win. Enter today at MoneyPit.com. Well, whether you're buying or selling or just enjoying your home, we are here for you every step of the way. Call in your home improvement or decor question right now to 888-MONEY-PIT, presented by Home Advisor, the fast and easy way to find the right pro for any kind of home project, whether it's a small repair or a major remodel. Corrine in Alaska is on the line and has a question about real estate value. Tell us about it. I live in an older condo, the wood fireplace. Um, okay. Would a wood fireplace be more, um, have more resale value or would a freestanding stove? I think a fireplace probably would uh, have more value. It, it certainly might make the place more attractive to most buyers who make more emotional decisions than practical decisions. Well, and I think from a decorating standpoint, I know that freestanding wood stoves, to me, while yes, they create a cozy little seating area, sometimes they pose like a ginormous decorating dilemma. Well, true, because they just have to be out there in the middle of everything. Right. So how do you work around that? And they're usually a certain color, and it's not the easiest thing to paint or change the look of. Yeah, so I would stay with the fireplace. Wood stoves are more efficient, but I wouldn't replace it if you're getting ready to sell the house. I would keep the fireplace. I think, you know, if you did something to, to dress up the fireplace, if you needed it, a new mantle, that kind of thing, you know, cleaning up brick whatever, just make it look good, I would just stop right there. I, I don't think putting the wood stove in is going to be something that you'll get a return on that investment from, Corrine. Okay, great. Thank you. Well, if you love the look of wood floors and you want them in areas that can be prone to a lot or even a little water, hardwood is probably not the best choice. But we've got better options in today's flooring tip presented by Lumber Liquidators. Now, if solid hardwood gets wet, it can swell and it can buckle. And Once that happens, there's no going back. There's a new waterproof flooring on the market now that can deliver the same look of real hardwood, but without the risk of water damage. And it's called Engineered Vinyl Plank, or or EVP. And the nice thing about this EVP product is that it is totally and completely waterproof. It can stay wet for an extended period of time. So wet mopping, bathroom splashes, even pet accidents will not do any damage to the floor whatsoever. And don't be confused by its name. This is not your mom's vinyl. EVP today combines the comfort and waterproof features of standard vinyl with the quick and easy installation of laminate. And the EVP today comes in lots of high-end styles that captures the authentic grain, color, and even the texture of real hardwood. They look amazingly like actual hardwood. And that's what really inspires its design. Yeah, but because it has a truly waterproof construction, you can bring that warmth and beauty of hardwood pretty much to every room in your house, even bathrooms, kitchens, laundry rooms, and basements. And because the planks are pretty rigid, the EVP installs easily. It doesn't show ripples that could be caused by imperfections in the subfloor like the old mile used to. It's also really durable, which is great for busy homes because it's not going to show dents from heavy furniture or like 
kids dropping toys and stuff like that. And that's today's flooring tip presented by Lumber Liquidators, where you'll find the new Corlux engineered vinyl plank flooring. Corlux EVP is ideal for any room in your home, including bathrooms, kitchens, and even mudrooms. It's easy to install and a great option for upgrading your floors with a truly durable and waterproof option. You'll find Corlux engineered vinyl plank at Lumber Liquidator stores nationwide and online at lumberliquidators.com. Hey, are you not sure whether to keep up that high-maintenance deck or get rid of it? We'll help you decide, and we'll tell you what it means for your home's value when the Money Pit continues. You live in a Money Pit. The Money Pit is presented by Tuft & Needle, makers of the Internet's most comfortable mattress. Want to win a Tuft & Needle mattress, pillows, and sheets with up to $1,000 for your home? Enter the Money Pit Goodnight Sleep Sweepstakes today at MoneyPit.com. Where home solutions live, this is The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, I hate to even think about it, you guys. Don't say it. Don't say Allergy it. Allergy season. I'm saying oh, it. A chew, a chew. I know it. It's terrible, and it's right around the corner, unfortunately. I mean, it could be as little as just weeks away. And if you are like me, I don't know about you, Tom, but I suffer from like the worst seasonal allergies and sneezing is just horrible as soon as we get to the pollen season. Now, if you're like me, you might want to think about getting a better vacuum. The best option really is a central vacuum system because that main airflow is typically exhausted outside of the house instead of repolluting your indoors with fine dust and allergens that sometimes come out of, you know, a portable vacuum. Yeah. Now, there's another option, which is a central vacuum system, but they're expensive and hard to install. So in the alternative, what you do want to look for is a portable vacuum with a HEPA filter. Mm -hmm. and you can add that to your vacuum, and that will do a good job of trapping those pollens. Any kind of high-quality allergy filter, uh, add to the vacuum. And also, look for the same kind of allergy filter for your heating and cooling system. Don't just get the standard kind. Get the ones that are designed to trap al allergens. They're much more effective. They'll do a good job of keeping you comfortable through that allergy season. Mm -hmm. And you know what, guys? If you have filters in your vacuum and in your whole home, you want to make sure you change them. Change them as often as recommended. Get the highest quality one that you can afford and like and use it. And don't forget to change it. I think that's really where things cause problems is when you forget it even exists. But don't forget about the money pit and don't forget about the community section because Kevin sure didn't. And he writes, we have a deck off of our master bedroom. It sits on top of our garage, which is becoming a problem because the deck is constantly leaking into the garage. We've tried adding drains and we've covered the deck in outdoor tile, but it hasn't helped. Should we just enclose the deck to solve the problem? Well, that's that's kind of dramatic. And there is a much better solution. Now, look. Whenever you have a, a deck that's on the second floor like that and you have living space underneath, that is one of the most difficult roofing surfaces to build. But there is a product that's very successful and very good at it, and it's fiberglass. Think of the fiberglass that's used to form your tubs and your showers. It's kind of like that, but it's done in layers. What happens is you prep the surface, uh, then you add layers of fiberglass, and there's resin that goes in between the layers, and it kind of builds up. And it becomes like one solid, complete roofing surface. You can bend it up or, or sort of mold it up, I should say, underneath the siding and then over the edges. And once that's done, that becomes the surface. So it's not a wood deck type of a surface. It's a fiberglass surface. 
You can have a railing system on it. Of course, you would need to have a railing system on it the same way you would if it was a wood deck, but it's absolutely impervious to water. So that's the hot ticket right there. You want to make sure that you're absolutely using a quality fiberglass deck to make sure that you don't have any issues and you'll never have to worry about a leaking deck again. All right. Sue from Florida writes, how do I remove a rust stain from my driveway? I think it's from rebar. Don't be afraid, Sue. There's an easy solution. Yeah, trisodium phosphate, TSP, you pick it up in the hardware store, it's near the paint. It's usually in the mix paint up style. a paste. Yeah, make a paste of it, apply the paste to that stain, let it sit for a little while, and that will draw that rust stain right out. Be careful, though. It does tend to bleach the surface, so you might want to try an area first. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey, thanks for spending some time with us. We hope that we've uh, filled you in with some great tips and advice to help you uh, get some projects done around your house. I want to remind you that you can reach out to us all week long by calling 888-MONEY-PIT, or you can post your question anytime to the Money Pit's community page at moneypit.com. We try to answer two or three of those questions every day. And also, it's a great place to search for an answer because there's about a thousand questions there right now that we've answered uh, over the years. So great resources for you there online at moneypit.com. Don't forget to enter our Money Pit uh, Good Night Sleep sweepstakes. We're giving away mattresses and pillows and sheets and more from our friends at Tuft and Needle. We've got to go. Thank you so much. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. You live in a Money Pit.